0: Yeah. and we're here to take you back to your twilight phase and now we're ready to talk about the end okay. it's a while. so first of all archie does come across
1: differently in this book like it's clear stephanie has thought through this a lot more we get just like more time with archie we get more questions and answers with archie the baseball game and the tracker and um joss who's james running away kind of all happens in a very similar
0: way the um, running away part it was much more clear to me that Bo slash bella did not have to be so cruel to charlie yeah like, Bo was
1: really mean to charlie
0: like super mean uh and you know that just didn't have to happen it could have been like look I love you, but I really, really hate Forks, but inside it's that classic Bella line.
1: Well, so I wrote that early on, Beau is kind of more convincing because he says, Edith is going to stay here for the rest of her life. She's going to get married and have kids and never leave. And for a second, that all actually made sense to me. I'm losing myself here. And that to me was like, oh, okay. Like, it's very, like, personal. Like, I don't like what I'm like here and with Edith, which made sense and then right, yeah.
0: that was also more convincing to me
1: but then like his kind of like last parting shot was like less convincing
0: what's yeah. the line
1: what's the line in twilight when she leaves it's the same like, it's i really really hate forks
0: yeah i don't know it I was like, the last thing that uh, renee said right
1: that's so funny yeah i mean i'm i'll double check but then he doesn't, does he say that that's the last thing that Renee said? At some she, point, yes. She makes it that she says that. Yeah, Bella definitely
0: thing. says that.
1: But oh,
0: Bo did have... say it at some point, but I'm not sure where. Not oh, like right there. Charlie so... asked Bo. He's like, are you doing drugs, Bo? Yeah. i like, well, what? My cop. <laughs> that's a new, new line. Um... Oh, yeah. And
1: then Bo comes up with the same um, plan for them to get away. Um, I noted that Edith is like, well, you don't have to worry about me because I don't fight fair. And like elsewhere, she says that like she can beat her siblings because she doesn't fight fair. And I take offense that the only way that Edith can win
2: is, is by,
0: by fighting dirty. Cheating. Right. <laughs> like, please. Like, okay. I also sure. take offense. <laughs> Okay, But so then, speaking of Archie, they yeah. also talk about Archie not fighting fair because, of course, he can see the future. Yeah. Um, There's so much more of Archie and
1: Edith having conversations in their head because Edith can read Archie's mind and Archie can predict... What the other person is going to say to him, so they basically just have full conversations without saying words, which makes and sense, and
0: that's true in Twilight, too, but it comes across a lot stronger on the page here because Archie is more present
1: yeah, and it's a lot clearer what's going on because Bo understands like Bo makes that leap to understand what's happening
0: right. and then in the um
1: when they flee and they're in the car and then waiting in the hotel, there's so much more of, like, Bo being aware of, like, Archie is, like, keeping up this stream of consciousness future watch the whole time. Like, I get a lot more of a sense of, like, where all the players are, who's doing what, who's who. You get so much more from this.
0: It leads me to one of my favorite parts in this entire book, and it's very different from Twilight, because in Twilight, you don't really understand why Alice is so pro-Bella you kind of do get the idea that Alice has seen the future that Bella joins the Cullens and so like there's a little bit of that but Mm -hmm. like you really just don't it it doesn't really click no we talked about how there's that
1: one scene where they talk in the hotel room and it's like oh I guess they're friends now
0: but and you just kind like, of don't it. Really seem like friends. It just like, like, doesn't right. work.
2: I was like, that's not how friendship works. But alright, right, right,
0: yeah. But here it really, really works on the page because Archie says, "Do do do." It's hard to explain without sounding slightly schizophrenic, offensive. Um, but Damn. moving on to that, <laughs> time doesn't mean the same thing to me that it does to you, or Jess or anyone else. So this won't make sense to you. But for me, it's like we've already been friends for a long time, Beau. The first second you became a part of Edith's life, for me, it was like we'd already spent hundreds of hours together. We've laughed at Edith's overreactions together. We've annoyed Royal right out of the house together. And we've stayed up all night talking with Corrine together. I stared and he shrugged. It's how I experienced the world. We're friends, I said, my voice full of wonder. Best friends, he told me. Someday. It was nice of my favorite sister, don't you think, to fall in love with my best friend. I guess I owe her one.
1: Love that. It makes so much sense and it's so that's sweet. Nice. And it makes I like that. Their really? whole dynamic change. Cause Alice is like, Yeah, what do you mean? We're friends. And Archie is like, Look, it's like as soon as you became part of my life, I can just see all these wonderful things already happening together. So it's like it's already happened and we're totally friends. And like we're gonna be best friends, and that's great and it's so sweet and nice. And you Yeah, I like that.
0: It. and why they're willing to do all these things for for Beau. It's not just like, oh, we do this because we love Edith and you're right. Edith's partner. Archie is like, I love you. Like you are yeah. my best friend already.
1: Okay, and then later, like three pages later, he says something very contradictory, which is that um, it's the long term that won't hold still in terms of visions, even an hour complicates things, which doesn't really make sense to me because if his visions depend on people's decisions, then he would never be able to see anything long term like how useful is future watching if it's only based on like people's current decisions at this moment
0: like which just change it really, so truly does fall apart but I can kind of suspend my disbelief on it a little bit because it feels like like it might give Archie even more experiences with both that don't end up happening, but that yeah. Archie lives. It's, it's like, so oh, you took yeah. the left that day instead of the right, so you got home 15 minutes later. So we didn't hang out until later that day. So now I'm living like both of those. And so it's I have so like good. two different that sounds Memories confusing. Right? <laughs> like, what is true like, and
1: what isn't true?
0: And not that useful. Like, how? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we get oh, a really well. fun Archie line, the page before that, where uh, they're talking about his hair. Uh, yeah. And Archie says... skinhead hair? Yes. It was a rather extreme look for 1920. A little too early for me to have been a, a skinhead. Thank heavens. My guess, my best guess, is disease or bad behavior for why his hair is so short. Uh, yeah. Bad behavior, Bo says. He shrugged. I might have been in prison. Uh, and Bo is like, "Come on, no way." And Archie's like, "I like to believe that if I was a criminal, I was both a mastermind and a prodigy." It's like <laughs> that's so much personality, so and much it's more so personality.
1: she also puts more effort into making um jess uh jasper's ability like less creepy like Bo specifies multiple times that it's like it was weird it didn't feel creepy or manipulative it was just how it was (laughs) yeah like it didn't feel like someone was using magic or whatever on me (laughs) it was like that didn't that didn't fix it stephanie this is so weird right yeah
0: Still extremely strange. (laughs) And we find out more about the time before Archie and Jessamine like, fell in love. Uh, And Archie is like, I saw her right away. Like, I always knew that I was going to end up with her. But it took me 28 years before I actually reached out because I knew that, like, she had to be ready for me. And Bo's like, you had to wait 28 years? And Archie's like, yep.
2: <laughs> yep. Interesting. She would have
0: killed me otherwise. And then they just kind of, like, move beyond that.
2: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. Archie's like, yeah, Jess
0: would have murdered me whatever. I I
2: like (laughs) the idea of right like there is an optimal time to meet someone to have a long lasting relationship like people always say like the timing wasn't right and now you have someone who can live forever and see when the timing is right so she can literally or he can literally like finagle it so that it works out perfectly. Um, So I do like sort of a commentary on that.
0: But, yeah, I thought it was really nice.
2: Yeah, I mean, and I like, I do like these insights into what it would be like if you were able to see, you know, impossible numbers of the future. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, um, Archie slash Alice wouldn't look at the world the same way or right. even think the same way. Or, or
1: talk to
2: people the same way. Or talk, right, or like approach any kind of decision making the same way. Right. Um. And so, like, it does seem like there are more hints of that. Um, There's a lot more of it on the page. Yeah, way more. It's really
0: it. great that we actually get to spend more time in the hotel with them and see their conversations because Bella glosses over basically everything because she's, like, yeah. in such like, a fugue state. Right, but right. But Beau is there asking questions. So many questions. And Bo is talking to Archie about what it's like to see the future. Uh, and Bo's like, well, I mean you've already seen what happens here. And Archie's like, yeah, I mean, I've seen many futures of what happens here. Like, I've seen you die. And Bo's like, okay, so all of this is a possibility. So don't I deserve to know how everything works considering that it might happen to me? And that's how Bo gets Archie to, like, tell him about how you become a vampire and, like, give all this other vampire information that Like, the argument just, like, isn't as convincing against Alice. Alice tells her anyway. Right. Because we get to spend more time in the hotel with them, it, like, comes across better on the page. Mm
1: -hmm. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, And Beau takes the time to wonder a lot more. Like, we went in on Bella for just, like, deciding that she was ready to be a vampire without ever... Like, she never... Thinking about it? Yeah, she never thinks about it. She just right. decides. And both thinks about it a lot more. Like, if that happened, like, what would that mean for Mom? What would that mean for Carly? There were so many things to think about. Things I didn't even know I didn't know to think about. Like, right? thank you! Like, yes, <laughs> That's what we never got from Bella. The, like, investigation of
0: what it would actually mean to make that choice. Right. We also get... Um, a detail that it has never occurred to me before that like this was a massive plot hole uh, but <laughs> Stephanie addressed it which is like okay so Bella makes this plan on how she's going to escape why doesn't Archie see the right. escape like right. Archie yes. sees the result watching
1: everything
0: yeah right. Like, and we Bella see Bella decides Alice. early. Yeah, Bella decides early, and we see Alice be like, something's changed. Yeah. <gasps> Bella, and we know that Alice has seen Bella dead. But, like, why isn't she seeing Bella, like, running through the other side of the really? bathroom? Right. It doesn't make any sense. But Stephanie Meyer used her, her brain and was like, okay, so archie is going to decide to escape but not make a plan that way archie yes yeah, right so like bo is going to decide to escape but not make a plan that way archie can't see what that plan is so also, bo comes up with his plan at the very last second
1: also she specifies yeah. that like well archie is watching all of the other players like archie thinks that he knows what they're doing right. And so all he's seeing is that Bo ends up at the dance studio, but he doesn't know enough. Like he can't see whose decision makes that happen, and he's not thinking to look at Bo's closer future to like see that he escapes on purpose, which is like, wouldn't you look right to see but what the happens main character it's, here? Yeah it doesn't um, make sense like speaking, oh no he up there how does that happen
0: speaking of the dance studio instead of <sighs> it being bella yes. having taken ballet there it's that <sighs> renee's may sorry not renee renee. <laughs> renee used to teach lessons at this yep. dance studio because obviously both can't Bo take ballet no fuck
1: that That's real, yeah. not an
0: option here like so <laughs> truly absurd that Stephanie Meyer would have the audacity <laughs> to pretend that that these stories would be the same when she can't even put Bo in like in a dance class. To right and yeah. dance. Right. Yeah. Like come on. Um, Get over yourself.
1: <laughs> yeah, truly this whole thing breaks down because Archie should have seen that Joss was gonna call so oh, it really, it really doesn't work. Um, not
0: at all. But also, but I didn't
2: really all. ever think about that in Twilight. No, yeah, because... I'm glad
0: the, that she addressed it,
1: even though the, it still
0: doesn't work. Even though it doesn't work, right. Because
1: <laughs> it was fine in Twilight because so much less was unexplored. Right. Like, we right. had such little sense of how Alice's visions worked so that true. it doesn't occur to you. But right. here, they're so developed... Like I'm kind of surprised she didn't retool this whole climax once she right. realized that it doesn't work. Right. I mean and she it's...
0: changed everything else. Right. <laughs> right. And she
1: could have, because up until this point, everything this is the same. And then it goes off the rails. And it's totally different. So she could I have you right earlier.
0: there. Melissa. Yes. From your research, do you know what happens next?
2: I mean, I know that uh Bo ends up becoming a vampire. Um I don't know why
0: that decision was made. I would love that for way. you to guess at what happens and then I can tell <laughs> you what actually happened. <laughs>
2: okay. Um, so obviously I know Dance Studio is still involved um, mm-hmm. and they end up there and like because the preface is still the preface like he still has that whole sense that he's going to die here. Um, I mean, I don't know. I envision that Doss still bites Bo, and I don't know, this time it's too late for Edith to get all, like, I can't imagine a book where Stephanie was like, I'm just gonna have Edith slash Edward decide that, you know, Bo slash Bella being a vampire is okay. Um, so I imagine she would have like created some sort of circumstance where I don't know, Edith got there too late and like it was either Bo dies or he becomes a vampire.
0: You are a hundred percent correct. You I wanna know. hazard a guess at what happens after that?
1: Wait, no, she's not a hundred percent correct. Okay, what I missed. The aspect of it is that it should have been that they were just too late and so Even if Edith tried to remove the Venom from Bo, it was too late for that to happen. But Uh instead, Archie seems to imply that Edith isn't strong enough to stop. What? Wait, I don't know that I got that. Like, either... Okay, there are only two futures left. On page 351, Archie says, There are only two futures left, Kareem he survives as one of us or Edith kills him trying to stop it from happening. So that to I me don't... doesn't mean it's too late and he dies while Edith is trying to stop it. He says Edith kills him. Like Edith mm-hmm. can't
0: stop no. herself from sucking him dry and he dies. No, I read this differently. So earlier on, I didn't underline it cause I didn't think it was relevant, but now I think that it is relevant. Um, so they talk about the fire like moving, yeah. and Bo yeah. describes it as like getting farther up the arm than Bella, and Bella ever, ever describes does. it. Yeah, and so I read this as Edith is sucking the blood until it tastes clean, but it's gone too far. So if Edith like actually did that, Bo wouldn't have right. enough blood left. He would have, have no it. blood.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: Interesting. it's not like, like Edith can't stop herself. It's like she's going until there is no more venom, but that doesn't leave him in a position where he can live.
1: Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> I just felt like it was the phrase like Edith. Right. Him. The
2: way that I mean, yes, the way that uh, Archie phrases it sounds like it
1: was it's like unclear that it's like Edith's fault that Edith right. can't do it.
0: Well, right. on three fifty one Archie says it's too late. We got here too late. That's true that's true,
1: okay, okay, okay. So <laughs> Melissa, now imagine the rest of this book where um instead of being able to save her, save our main character right uh Bo becomes a vampire, like
2: okay um so I guess. The major question is, if he's a vampire, I don't- is he still- Oh, is he still Bo, whatever? Like, is he still living his life? Like, does he go back to Forks and, I don't know, just- Okay,
1: well, the end of Twilight is, like, convalescing in the hospital- Right. Seeing Bella's parents, and then, like, prom. That's pretty right. much Right.
2: I mean- Technically, those things could still happen if he were a vampire. I mean, they could...
0: Fake it in the hospital. Fake it,
2: right. Like, that could still be an ending to this book. Um,
0: But I guess it's not extremely likely. Um, All right. So, yeah, that doesn't happen. Let us tell you what does. Okay. So you are correct that it's too late to let him live. Uh, and so they give him a choice edith says i won't make this decision for you i won't take that away from you and i'll understand if you don't want to live like this i won't fight you i'll respect what you want it's a horrible choice she goes on and on and she's like tell me what you want and bo says you just you and she's like are you sure and he's like yes just let me stay with you and so bo begins to change the very next page starts with i ended up changing my mind because the change is so painful
1: Edith even um like bites him on the neck and everything. It's like yeah. we get the like actual Edith changing bow in a way that you don't get Edward changing Bella in like a normal vampire
0: way. <laughs> yeah, adding more venom to try to make the change make happen faster. faster. Uh, uh, so we see. get a lot more detail about what the change is like, and it sounds awful. Lasts forever, truly. Is it forever. supposed to last like
2: three days or some
0: shit? It is something
2: like
1: that. It's definitely long. He's just, like, in intense pain for a really long time. And simultaneously, Edith really intensely info dumps.
0: Yes. So everything that we learn from New Moon through Breaking Dawn about the wider vampire world, we learn while Bo is undergoing this change. Why? So... I don't well, know Melissa because know. there are rules in the vampire world why do you Edith? need to know them I don't, uh. because the Volturi will destroy you Yeah, the if only if you don't follow the rules I think why the is it only, needed
1: to be brought into this the only compelling reason is to explain to Bo why he can never talk to any of his family or friends again and why it just has to be that they fake his death and that's it I and mean, he never sees his parents again
0: they're basically like look you're a captive audience you're in terrible pain at the very least we might as well like give you this information that's going to be <laughs> helpful to you like we don't really know what else to do so fuck? she she literally explains the whole ass full
1: history of like except this is the only place also where maybe this is who she meant Instead of gender swapping them, she basically makes the wives take over instead of the husbands. Maybe oh, this yeah, is what she was Volturi. talking about.
0: Yeah, she like changes it's... the Voltori history. She like adds some people and there's some murders. I feel like okay. some of this might have been true and I don't remember it because it was boring. But like
1: Arrow and Marcus are still people, but then the wives, Sulpicia and Athenadora, take over. Okay, which is like whatever. What's going right, on? He's becoming a vampire. Why am I learning right, all of this? I don't, this is not After necessary. After that, we finally get to like how the Collins move from cloudy place to cloudy place, and like how they handle themselves. And then it gets to like the personal effects of being a vampire, such as I would never sleep again.
0: Food would Wait, be before that, to go back to the Volturi, totally. uh, they note. That over the centuries, the Voltori made up all reports of vampires into myth. So like all the stuff of uh, all the stuff about like crosses and holy water yep. and mirrors, all of that, they're like the Voltori made it up. <laughs> it's like, okay,
1: okay. okay. weird Did you know that?
0: She like did why did you need to to take all other forms of vampire lore? and invalidate it in order for this one to work it's so strange yeah and then it's like oh by the way your like personal
1: actual life will be different also
0: uh and they get all the werewolf stuff in there yeah green sat on the ground next to me and told me the most amazing story about jules's family that her great-grandmother had actually been a werewolf all the, the things fuck? jules had scoffed at were straight history
1: what the fuck? Yes. Right, and then it's we like gloss right over there. the fact that Jessamine had been in the army. No mention of the fact that it was the Confederate Army. Um, a
0: life of carnage and death. Ernest also sits down and tells Ernest story. Like every single person sits down and tells their backstory.
1: Yeah. How
2: how would this even be able to be like taken in by someone who is in the well, most Melissa, pain that they are ever
1: ever in? One good thing about the burning, it let me hear all this with some distance. It let me process what she was telling me without emotion. I knew the emotion would come later. What the fuck? That's how.
0: That doesn't make any
1: sense. No.
0: Even Royal took a turn. (laughs) Yeah, okay. So we know what happens with um, Rosalie. Obviously that can't happen to Royal because Royal's a man. Right, um, boy. so instead a rival criminal syndicate has royal beaten to death and like the beautiful daughter of like the head of this crime ring laughs and laughs about it and so royal gets his revenge um, and he what? talks about how like none of it was worth it how like losing his family wasn't worth it like finding the Cullens wasn't worth it, and Edith is like, <laughs> "What about Eleanor?" And Royal's like, "Not worth it," and just leaves. <laughs> Literally like, yeah, as be he's becoming a
2: vampire.
0: Yeah. Yes. By the way,
2: it's not yes. worth it.
1: What the fuck? He's like, and yeah, then you made the wrong choice. Archie figures out his history thing. They pull out a laptop. Suddenly, they have laptops. Suddenly, they
2: have laptops.
1: Suddenly, laptops. they have. I mean, they're like super rich or whatever. So maybe that's cool um Archie like searches to figure out where he was kept and he was a human um and yeah the stories helped me think of other things prepare myself while the fire burned but I was only able fuck? to pay partial attention like it really vacillates between like yeah I was taking in all this really important information and also I was on fire
0: and couldn't think about anything
1: right it's so I strange
0: mean, classic though it's not so inelegant uh the the change is almost complete um stephanie meyer describes the fire is like somehow burning even hotter and being concentrated over his heart uh so we know that this is almost done uh there's a kind of sweet moment where beau is thinking about how edith also had to go through this um and how hard that must have been because she didn't even know what was happening to her. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh, oh that's, that's nice. nice. Yeah, I never thought about that. Do, do, do. And then suddenly it's over, and he can like hear everything like the sound yeah. of footsteps that, you know, before the Cullens had always seemed to move silently, but now he can hear this. I'm like, again. Why didn't they hear the phone (laughs) call?
1: It doesn't make
0: sense.
1: I feel like I remember Bella in Breaking Dawn sort of describing how she can see so much better and it being like making a real impression and we don't really get that.
0: Um, We get a little bit of that, but it's not super well described. I stared up at Edith in wonder. I felt like I'd taken off a blindfold I'd been wearing all my life. What of you?
1: Like, Edith is
0: somehow even more beautiful now. And then he, like, moves. He thinks about moving his hand
1: and it's, like, suddenly on her cheek because he's moving so fast. Um, And he feels um, like he fits better with Edith now that they're a better, like,
0: match because they're not so uneven. I guess. Um, Very similar to Bella's change in Breaking Dawn, like, how Bella was just really good at being a vampire. Uh, he is also very good at being a vampire. Yeah, like, with
1: like no explanation. So it's, it's just who like, he was meant to be. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's just like
1: he's kind of like boringly too good, good at it. Right.
0: Yeah, he wants to go hunting. Of course, he's not as thirsty as a regular he's newborn. Not, no. But they're like, we should go hunting, and he's like, and he's... can I go with just you? And Edith okay. thinks that she that he's going to like chew her out and be like, how dare you do this to me. Like I don't want to be with you anymore, but he's actually like, "What? No, I just like wanted to make sure you're doing okay. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) come on here about your feelings."
1: And then he's like, "Well, you know, I don't actually know if you want me to be here forever. Like, we didn't really talk about that. Like, if you want me to like go fuck off, I'll do that later." And she's like, "No, of course not. I want to be with you forever."
0: And then, so it's like cute or whatever,
1: right? I have okay. to say, it was not like anything that was like swoony,
0: no, definitely not. It's like, oh, that's nice, yeah. I felt like the exhilaration of being a vampire came through really well on the page. Like the description of the way they jump over the river and how it feels like flying. I was like, oh, this is very fun, like, <laughs> yeah, but then it's like. don't know
1: he's just like he's very wise about the whole thing he's like it's just like all really easy right she because she has to wrap it up so fast he just has to be like really chill with being a vampire
2: i mean i don't really understand why he had to become a vampire in the first place like you could wrap up this book very easily without
1: him becoming a vampire just like she did in the first twilight book she does have an afterword um, and I think it was kind of because she could, and because this was gonna be the only book
2: I mean, but like Twilight, we didn't know there were going to be any books initially.
1: I guess we don't know. We talked about whether, like we don't know if she knew,,
0: but, there were be more books. but now that the whole series has been out, we know that, like there are all these other pieces of it, like, the werewolves for instance like we didn't know about the werewolves in twilight so maybe well, no, if you didn't just read to... well no but maybe if you just read life and death and you did know that there are werewolves because you've read new moon uh maybe you'd be like um okay but like what about the massive thread that's left hanging because mm-hmm. i know that there are werewolves so maybe that's why she felt like she had to maybe go where she goes yeah. next But I want to draw attention to the fact that Stephanie Meyer made just, like, a really weird decision when it comes to vampire lore. Uh, Bo gets surprised about something and freezes up, uh, and it takes him a second to thaw out. And if you remember, like, Edward often, like, getting very still and, like, being described as frozen and then relaxing. It's now, like, a just piece of, like, vampire physiology that when they're surprised, they, like... Get stiff. What? <laughs> it's so weird. Kind of random. Yeah. Yeah. Like she well, just stupid. took this thing that seemed like an Edward trait and was like, oh, it's actually all vampires. I all vampires are. Okay, whatever. I wanna say one more thing about Bo, which is that he says, Do you remember what I said when you saved my life in Port Angeles the second time or third? That you were messing with fate because my number was up. Well, if I had to die, Edith, isn't this the most amazing way to do it? And that felt more convincing to me than um, just like, oh, bud, I love you so much. I was like, right. okay. I actually believe that okay, Bowie right. does have some kind of peace with this fate as a character. That's right. true.
1: I felt it was like kind of cheap that he got there 20 minutes after waking up from the worst experience of his life right um but i do know what you mean narratively (laughs) and emotionally
0: (laughs) um epilogue an occasion
1: uh melissa would you like to hazard a guess we're gonna tell you that the occasion in this chapter is not prom Um, yeah i figured that Um... any stab at what occasion she has made uh the start of the epilogue
2: um question. So Bo is dead now? Like Bo is dead now. Bo's dead. So like everyone in his life thinks that he's dead.
0: Yes. yes.
2: Okay. Um I, mean, I don't know. It's a fucking wedding or some shit.
1: No, it's the rese- direct result of the fact that you just brought up. Direct result of the fact that I just brought up. Um If Bo is dead funeral? Yes. Yeah, it's Bo's own funeral. Bo's yes. I know. Wow! And she left the title <laughs> an occasion.
0: Get uh, weird. the
1: fuck out. She like, weird. I don't know if this is what she's trying to do, but it sort of feels like a fake out start to me. The beginning yeah. of this chapter is as follows Are you sure this was a good idea? She asked. I should be here. Tell me if it gets to be too much. I nodded. That it feels like, like it could be a fake out. Like they could be anywhere. Turns out they are standing at the top of a gigantic hemlock tree which also is like straight from the movie. Right. Watching those funeral from <laughs> thrum-
2: Okay wait this immediately made me think about Parks and Rec. Uh <laughs> Part where john ralphio makes his own death <laughs> and he goes to his funeral he's behind a tree with his sister and they just start singing don't be suspicious
1: don't be suspicious
2: <laughs> and then everyone sees them dancing and singing don't be suspicious and they're like john ralphio <laughs>
1: get out this is like the most offensive thing that
0: she possibly could have done to her own characters oh my god i thought it was gonna be like a fake out like they hold this funeral but they actually tell charlie, charlie. that Bo is still alive yeah because that's what happens in right. the twilight saga right even though bella is gone like as in You know, a vampire, she's dead. They tell Charlie anyway. And they're like, look, Charlie, it's a need to know basis. (laughs) In this, they're like, unfortunately, there's just no way that we could have told Charlie. It's like, yes, there is a way. You already did it in the other books that you wrote. But I think that the whole
2: point of telling Bo about the Voltori and the rules. Like, oh, there are rules. This is why we're telling you. Also, we're going to break this rule in order to let Charlie know
1: and your family know that you're actually nope. not dead. Nope. It's just to convince him that this is the only way through. And <laughs> <I'm> like,
0: <laughs> in Breaking Dawn, they decide they can break that rule. Here, the Voltori seem less threatening Stephanie Meyer in her afterward even says like would the Volturi like really be that bad in this world I'm not sure so the Volturi are less of a threat and yet they can't break this rule and so Charlie and Renee both think that Beau is dead
1: I think (laughs) it kind of makes sense in this version because Charlie has been less exposed like by the time Breaking Dawn rolls around it's like how can Charlie not know that something is right, up? Like, up. this whole thing is weird. I feel like he kind of gets a hint of the werewolf stuff also, which, again, hasn't happened yet in this version. Right. So because of that, it kind of makes sense to me that they don't tell them. And so Bo just kind of has to, like, regret all of this. Like, it he just sort of does not make like, sense to me. I'm there like, seems you could take like, It seems like there could have been, like, a better way to say goodbye to them, but, like, I'm okay with this. And it (laughs) means that Bo dies with that fake fight being the last thing he ever says to Charlie, which is heartbreaking. And then he leaves that weird, cryptic, confusing phone message on his mom's answering machine and then disappears. And the fake death, they dig up. A recently interred person. What? Make sure that the body is unrecognizable. And then put it in Bo's truck. And drive it off a ravine in Nevada.
2: Okay, but it doesn't make sense. That the body would be unrecognizable
1: as Bo. It bursts bursts into flames. And is so burned that it is unrecognizable. Oh my god. And it's like, well, it's okay because his family has already mourned and they have a tombstone and now my parents will have a tombstone. How
2: would you not be like, okay, who the fuck put my son's truck on fire and ran into a ravine? Like, that's homicide! Well,
1: I
0: think it's like it runs into a like,
1: oh, ravine he, and then bursts into fire.
0: Yeah, it's like he crashes. He crashes. It's, Melissa, just I would like to tell you what happens directly after the funeral. So and there's still more. There's still more. there's okay. more. Oh, there's a lot more. There's more. The okay. cullens leave the funeral after the Blacks. Um, Edith says to Bo, "Do you want to go home?" So they're still up there in the in the tree. Charlie the tree. has left. Everyone's gone. Uh, oh, the, the story.
1: Like, the story was that Edith was too, um, like, devastated to attend the funeral, which is going to seed like Edith not going back to school the following year so that, like, mm, their okay. costs are covered. Okay. Yeah. I mean,
2: I don't think we need this much detail for this book, but all right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> just we wait. Know. Uh, So, they're up there. Bo is, like, reflecting on his human life, and he says to Edith, you never wanted this for me. Like, what did you want? And oh, they yeah. talk a little bit about how, you know, Edith was essentially just going to let him grow old, so it's the same thought process that Edward starts to go through in New right. Moon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Bo says, I'm going to remind you, they're still up in this tree. Like <laughs> They are looking at his grave. There is a photo of him in high school at the grave. Like, grave diggers are moving dirt over. Like, they are actively still at his funeral. Right. Uh, and Bo says, like, you know, I want to be with you forever. Um it really wouldn't have mattered to you when I got all old. And she's like, that wouldn't have bothered me. And if anyone had locked you up, I would have busted you out. And Bo's like, but you would have really married me. And she's like, I still will. Archie's seen it. Bo says, wow, I'm dot 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 super flattered. You would really marry me, Edith? She says, is that a proposal? I thought for half a second. Sure. Sure it is. Will you? And then they're engaged. (laughs) What? they get engaged at the top of a hemlock tree during his funeral funeral (laughs) in this weird unsatisfying casual way
1: and then and then his in his next
0: thought is about how
1: like i really wish that like there was a better like way that this could have gone like i'll always regret um saying those horrible things to charlie and now he thinks i'm dead um yeah
0: What the fuck? (laughs) And then Stephanie Meyer is like, Reader, it really is better this way because Bo is like, you know, what if we like had like gotten married and graduated together and done a few years of college and like had the big wedding and let everyone see us happy. And And then kind of fade
1: away. And then like maybe one day we can see our families again because I'm like in control like you guys are.
0: And she's like, no, that's not possible. The Voltori, all this stuff. So no matter what, it would have ended up with a double funeral in the end. And it's like. But it doesn't. Yeah, no, that's. Mm. She's like, it's so much better that they think you're dead now so that they don't have to think both of us are dead later. And it's like, no, that's no, not better, actually. They would definitely prefer more time with their son and friend than less.
2: Also, it worked out fine for Bella and
1: Edward, so I know. Yeah, I know, exactly. Except for the part where they have a baby, but whatever. Oh, yeah, whatever. Um, okay, and then um, Edith gets an urgent call on her cell phone.
0: Beau can't hear the call. He does hears not Karine's hear the call. He's right. feeling but doesn't know what Corrine actually said. I wrote it. Okay, that really messed new... Stephanie Meyer up. He's
2: a brand new <laughs> vampire. His senses are supposed to be even better than everyone else's. Yeah. Yep,
0: nope.
1: Even better than perfect.
0: So nope. they run back,
1: um, and back at the Collins house are three wolves. Okay. Um, so <laughs> okay. he's like, What the fuck? Why are there wolves here? It seems like Edith is communicating with these wolves. Like, what's going on? Um, they have this whole kind of like showdown, and you can tell that the Collins are trying to convince the wolves that they did not change. Well, I mean, they did. Um, well, they didn't because Joss is the one who bit Bo.
0: Yeah, and I can't bit him second. Joss bit him first. <laughs> okay, semantics, whatever. So then Bo gets the rundown on how these are the Quilliae wolves, and there's the whole thing about the treaty and, like, oh, you met Sam at the beach. Yeah, they didn't um, and then, have time to tell him about the treaty when they were telling him about literally everything. <laughs> literally ever.
1: everything <laughs> ever. So then, like, Bo tries to explain and, like, defend the Cullens, um, explains what happened with Joss, and the wolves run off to go report back. Okay. Um, and then they have to talk to the acting chief, the true great-granddaughter of the last wolf chief, and Bo is like, oh, that's Bonnie. Um, Who is Billy? Who's Billy. Okay. So then they go meet with them. Kareen is, like, very, like, sad that they're in this conflict. And is like, really wants them all to get along, just like Carlisle does. Um, Classic. And they meet, so they meet with Bonnie. And it's just Bo, Kareen, and Edith. I don't know why they don't just tell Bo to not breathe the whole time. I guess it's because he has to talk. And Bo has to convince Bonnie that like he's okay and they didn't break the treaty and everything's cool and he's fine.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. and Bonnie like doesn't really want to hear it because Bonnie is like, look, you can say these things, but you're a vampire are not you (laughs) anymore. And Bo is arguing, like, no, I promise that like I'm still in here. I'm different, and I know I look different and I sound different, but like Underneath it all I really am still the same. Uh, and then he and gets not, a whiff- like a convincing argument. <laughs> no, not really. He gets a whiff of Bonnie, which is the
1: first human that he's smelled since he's been changed and Corinne and Edith are like really worried about it and he's like, "Oh, that's bad, but like I'm fine." That's it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he's <laughs> like, "I mean, Wait, he what am I going to do? Eat Bonnie? No way."
1: <laughs> he doesn't smell any humans before that? None? No, they managed to keep him away from humans because everybody like- keeps him dead.
0: That's why so they like were up they, in like a tree downwind. No, they were up in a gigantic tree downwind really far away. From oh my god, okay. But with their, you know, magic hearing and sight, they, they could right. see it. Um, right, okay. No, they said it actually made no sense
1: because they claimed that Edith was too far to hear people's minds, but also they seemed to be able to see everything that was happening. <laughs> so. and it Bonnie, doesn't really track. No, it none of it makes sense. And then they, like, mention Bonnie kind of, like, goes along with it. They throw in a mention of Jules. And I was thinking about how this version is actually probably very happy because Jules is going to become a werewolf. So then Bo can be friends with her and there's no love triangle and it'll all be happy.
0: Yeah. Like, Jules and Bo never really became friends. They had, like, a fun time on the beach. But, like, rebuilding the car and the motorcycles, none of that happened.
1: Right. Yeah. So they Um, get to just become friends moving forward, and it'll be nice.
0: There's a really unsatisfying moment where Bo is like, Hey, Bonnie, please take care of Charlie. Like, this is going to be the worst thing ever for him. And, like, please watch out for him. And Bonnie's like, I would do that anyway. And Bo's like, Okay. uh, I like still had to ask. Uh, (laughs) Don't know what you want from me. And it's like, like, a bummer. Uh, and he's like, let me know if there's anything else I can, like, do for Charlie in the future from behind the scenes. And Bonnie's like, ugh, okay, fine. And it just is like, um, just tell Charlie. Just tell Charlie. Right, right. <laughs> like, come on. Like, everyone else. Everyone else knows in your yeah. life. Um, the end. Yeah, the wolves go away. Um, Edith and Bo look at each other. Uh, and Edith is like, it's been a long day, a hard one, but I want you to know you're extraordinary and I love you. And Beau's like, I can handle anything as long as you're with me. And they're both like, forever. And then they kiss. Forever. It's going to be amazing. And is then a... it's done.
1: I mean, that was completely unnecessary. You... And then you had an afterword from Stephanie where she makes sure to specify that the fact that Beau becomes a vampire has nothing at all to do with the fact that he's a boy. What? Um... It doesn't mean that the original wrong was wrong. It's just that like she fucking could, so she did. <laughs> it's totally <laughs> unnecessary. <laughs> yep. And then I don't know, she talks about how like Bo will be great, but he always has that one regret and Bella was able to put her house in order and she's confident she got the best version of the story.
0: And then she's Um, like, you're free to imagine the rest. Like, whether the Volturi led by Sulpicia, whatever her name is, are a more benign, less corrupt organization. I think so. (laughs) Then why do you need to follow the Volturi's rules? Right,
2: right. Like, I would have rather just ended the book at, uh, like, I don't know, some cheesy, he opened his eyes and could see everything. Yeah, that's so true. Let me intuit the rest. Yeah, true.
1: like, you don't have to tell us all the rest because we already know right. all the rest. That's the point. We already exactly. know exactly. it.
2: I don't need There's it. There's a reason
1: it wasn't in Twilight because it was TMI.
0: And, and a last then... note about She's... gender. No, like, ooh, the Volturi led by the women are likely right. to be more benign and less corrupt. Hmm. There's no gender maybe... at play there.
1: Immediately after that, she says, I hope you've enjoyed a different look at Twilight that really isn't very different at all. Except for the end, which I don't call Except it's entirely for. different. So it's, it's like so she can't different. decide if it's <sighs> supposed to be different or not. Um, I hated this, so. <laughs> <laughs> what a strange exercise.
0: And then she says, P.S. I didn't make a playlist for this one because the music I'm listening to now didn't exist in 2005 when the story begins. I don't think oh, who that, cares? that matters. Who and cares? also why... no one cares about your playlist.
1: That's not why people want to listen to the music that you're listening right. to. Also, nobody cares.
0: I just yeah. definitively closed this book never to open it again. Never. I
1: am grateful that I read this. This is the kind of thing that I can break out at any at time. Parties. I can be like, hey, you know what I read? <laughs> <laughs> Twilight but gender swap why the fuck did she do that i read the whole thing i still don't know why did she gender swap the entire cast instead of just beau and edith i don't know does stephanie understand that. that this whole book the best thing to come out of life and death i can tell you as one of us who runs our Tumblr, is the fact that fans can now create any pairing gay and it's basically canon (laughs)
0: True. <laughs> yeah, so like true.
1: the amount of like edith bella stuff and like beau <laughs> edward like you can do it to any of them and it's amazing. that is beautiful so okay, but I at do... least we got that
2: like i wish that this though was a book where it was just bella and edward that have been gender swapped like i think that would have been so much more interesting i think it would have so made a
1: better point Like, there's just too much going on in this version because everybody's swapped.
2: Right. If you swap everyone, then you're not really swapping anything.
0: You guys, my heart just saying. changing everything. What? What? We have to do best sentence or worst sentence. I mean,
2: I don't have a best (laughs) sentence. I just have many worst.
0: I don't know if I have them. Instead of best worst, I'm just going to do good, bad. Um, Good point. I I have so many
2: i have so many underlined
0: in the first five, 10
1: pages um th- can i do my best is um the lack of a sentence which is that <laughs> Bo does not have to close a bunch of pop-ups on his computer when he's googling <laughs> vampires that's a good one
0: <laughs> actually
1: change. here's my worst um Instead of, this is the replacement of the Twilight sentence, which I assume is something like, I dazzle people. Um, Right. And the version in this is, I do a thing. (laughs) Right. Awful.
0: (laughs) My best sentence um, takes place in the hospital after Edith has saved Bo's life. You think I lifted a van off of you? Her tone questioned my sanity, but there was something off. It was like a line delivered by an actor. So hard to doubt, but at the same time, the frame of the movie screen reminded you nothing was actually real. This is very similar to a Twilight line, but I thought adding that the frame of the movie screen reminded you that nothing was actually real was a nice addition. Mm-hmm. Mm, Good job, okay.
2: Stephanie. Eh, I'm I'm ambivalent towards that.
0: That's fine. My worst <laughs> sentence... Is describing royal on page twenty five. Wait, is not this with the she... rock? Yeah, yeah. Go, okay. go ahead. Not that she wasn't hot, she was super mega hot, but not approachable. Like, not even the rock would dare to whistle at her, if you know what I mean.
2: What? <laughs> if you know oh, what no. I mean,
0: this is so stupid. Oh, what
2: the fuck? I literally I underlined this and starred it multiple times and wrote, "What the fuck."
0: And now I've closed my book, never to
1: open it again. <laughs> so I have okay, to find... There's definitely at least one place where I wrote that something was better, and I don't know if I'll be able to find any of them.
2: Um, okay, but I have, I have many things that I want to read. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, okay, so I have two simultaneous bad sentences. One happens, and then there's one right after it. Um. <laughs> His straight gold hair was wound into a bun on the back of his head, but there was nothing feminine about it. Somehow it made him look even more like a man.
0: Next sentence. Ugh.
2: Next sentence. He was clearly
1: too cool for this school. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm pretty sure. I don't know who that is. Yuck. What the fuck? I do. I have a lot of words. Um, definitely, like, I don't mean that as anything against your manliness there's a worse right there
2: um let's see
1: i guess i did read she edited out the word greenly so i'll give her that
2: um oh i have one i think i texted you guys about this one too um this is about him describing class so like the class seemed to drag on longer than the rest was it because the day was finally ending or because i was waiting for her tight fist to loosen. So, like, we're talking about Edith here, being mm-hmm. all, like, weird. Um, and Bo says, what was wrong with her? Was this how she usually acted? I questioned my quick judgment on Jeremy's sour grapes at lunch today. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, if that's a, If, like, we're editing this so, like, boys don't do ballet, or like, think, oh, that was probably something beautiful, I guess. Like, what person <laughs> says oh his sour grapes make so much sense now like what about the <laughs> fuck
0: no one I can't handle this oh, um, listeners I feel beaten down and demoralized <laughs> by this book I feel so tired thank you so much for listening thank you so much for just staying with us through this time
1: I'm so sorry we had so much to say um <laughs> I want
2: to apologize for not reading it when this was technically my job, but I'm not. Sorry.
0: (laughs) And we'll be back with new moon. So look forward to that.
1: Who knows when that's happening. We, Um, we promise we'll actually get to new moon next. Uh, Thanks for listening. As always, you can follow us at twilight underscore face on Twitter and Insta. And we are twilight face podcast on Tumblr. Disclaimer We own nothing, not even life and death. The Twilight Universe and all characters, both gender versions, belong <laughs> only to Stephanie Meyer. Please don't sue us. Audio editing by Maya Marlette. Cover image by Laura Shermer. Our theme music is written and performed by Adrian Boring.
0: We'll be back with New Moon. And um. if you don't like it, <laughs> you can bite me. Thanks,
1: guys. <laughs> Bye.